Yo, 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 skirt bag. It is the kid. Was that Star Wars enough for you? Yeah, bro. Did you do that on purpose this time? I did. I didn't even think. I did. I went. I went with the yo, 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 and I was like, oh, that sounds like Star Wars. Now I gotta go with it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even plan on it. I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm alright. I realized it's Star Wars, so now I gotta keep going. I'm glad you're catching on, dude, because you've done that to me a few times now where you go into the yo-yo-yo and I'm like, is he doing Star Wars theme? And then you just, no. <laughs> Today I was. Yo, 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 yo. Should we just do an entire episode of us saying yo in all the Star Wars themes? <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour of yo, 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 yo. Wait, all right, do you know this one? Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, yo. yeah, yeah, that's from yo, the little, yo, yo, uh, yo, 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 what is it? The Moss Eisley Cafe or something like that. Yeah, the cafe, the cafe. With the little, like, aliens playing the flutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, have you ever seen the Family Guy Star Wars where it's, like, that scene and, like, the band is playing the song or whatever and, like, he stops and goes, oh, in request, no, same song, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Bro, That's the great. Star Wars Family Guy episodes are top tier, dude. They're so funny. Family Guy slaps. I should go hard. Yeah. Dude, I, Family Guy doesn't get the respect it deserves. You know how long that shit's been around and it's still like... It's been really good and like it's still going Simpsons hard. That's some Simpsons shit, dude. And Simpsons it sucks. You've, you've uh, said that before. It's okay at best. Yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it okay at best. Honestly. They've deserved that with the numbers they've done. Um, but you know we haven't done a pod since since we played video games together, Johnny. Yeah, I don't think. I think no, that's the skipped. last time we. That's we the last, last time week? we we talked to each other like real life talking. I think you're. I think you're right. And so me and Johnny and Journey and and our other boy Bond, we're playing some Fortnite together. We're running around. We're wilding. And you know we're going. We play a couple games, and then, um, you know, I rip a jeep, and then I rip a jeep, rip a jeep, I rip another jeep. Have Have you seen that? It's like the Cold Stone voiceover. <laughs> no. Oh, oh yeah, he's like, yeah, 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 he's yeah, like, yeah. I have yeah. a beer. I have another I have beer. Another beer. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just met people going. having mad drinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that except for jeeps. <laughs> anyway. Bad call, man. We're running through. We're running around. We're chasing bad guys. We're trying, you know, do some shit. And uh, I'm just like, man, I don't see anybody. Johnny and Journey are calling people out. I don't see anybody, dude. I'm like, I'm way too big to be playing this game. I don't even know where I am. I don't know what direction I'm running, bro. And I just got, like, so paranoid. Got, like, so lightheaded. was like... I got to get off this fucking game. Then the Xbox off and just dipped. Didn't say nothing. Just got up and dipped. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. We all thought you lagged out because, like, you went from usually when you lag out, it just goes gone or, like, we won't hear you. But, like, you yeah. weren't talking anyway, like, that much anyway. And then, like, your name left. So, so I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, so maybe just lagged out. Let me see if he's going to get back on or see if we should back out to lobby or something. <laughs> he's just like, nope, cut too high. <laughs> yeah, it's severely too faded. Uh, Ruined my evening. Called it a day after that. Just go straight to bed? Uh, I believe so. 
Nice. Sometimes it's late. all. I figured that was not a bad call. Yeah, I mean, we were playing at like ten o'clock. It was ten ten thirty by the time we were like starting yeah. to play. Yeah. I wasn't really ever trying to be on that late anyway, but I was. So. We'll play. We'll play a uh, Fortnite. Is not like a reasonable high guy game. Like it's fun to look at because it's bright and cool. But like it's like you gotta pay. You gotta like focus on the game. Yeah, like, and I'm when you're so playing bad Fortnite. to begin with. Yeah, it's tough. It's not like PGA where you can just sit there and play around a round of golf or FIFA where you can just mindlessly play. Dude, I played around a round of golf the other day, like absolutely baked, and I was money. I think I shot like minus twenty or something like that. Damn, it's tough, dude. I, I just do with like the PGA career, John, but yeah. it's tough because fucking Justin Thomas is so good in that game. He shoots like a <laughs> yes. minus. He shoots like a minus, 18. like legit, like eighteen every single round. So you got to shoot like you know, a, you got to average a birdie on every single hole just for to win four days just to compete. <laughs> yeah, it's because he's on the cover. Yeah, he's so outrageously good. And then there's like a few other players that kind of, that are between like I feel like three and eight, like that kind of stay in the mix. Yeah. Up like Adam Scott's yep. always up there. The algorithm um, is very basic guys. in that game. Yeah, very basic. But whatever, it's fun. I, I do love that. That's what I'm saying. I know I've said it like a thousand times on this podcast, dude. But we got to start golfing on the VR. So much better. Yeah. So much okay. more fun. And you can drink and feel like you're still golfing. That's true too. Can I just get high and then feel like I'm still golfing? Yeah. Four? Yes, you can. <laughs> You're in your kitchen. Four! Lex, look out! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was slicing towards you. Get out the way! Get out the way! Boone, Boone hates when I have the little headset on because I'm, like, standing in the living room, like, looking around and doing my own thing and swinging these things, and he gets all, like... <laughs> like dude, I'm he thinks you're playing? Yeah. Yeah. That's that awesome. Is, that dog is something else, man. He's funny. You want to get into the dog? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, let's, do. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's hit it up. So we got some MLB action. A lot of MLB um, action. We'll hit up on, you know, we got Home Run Derby All-Star Game. Home Run Derby first. Julio Rodriguez goes absolutely nuclear. Puts up 32 in the first round and 31 in the second round. Dude. Corey Seager had the second most home runs in the first round, and he it's, lost. Isn't that crazy? I don't like the format yeah. that way. No, that's tough. <coughs> it should just be like a, like how they Top do like four. soccer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then maybe go head-to-head. Like maybe the first round the is top four. top four, and then the top two guys like play the yeah, other two Yeah, you do one versus seeds. four and two versus yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, <coughs> that would be the best way. Alonzo knocks out Acuna Jr. Um, Juan Soto walks, knocks out Jose Ramirez, and Albert Pujols beats Kyle Schwarber in overtime. That was crazy. You gotta be kidding me. That was crazy. You gotta be kidding me. I still think Schwarber hit twenty. So little Dude, wonky. And you know, you know what? I did think that too when I was watching it. Like I was watching the balls go out, and then like, watching the ticker right after, and I was like, they didn't. I feel like they didn't. Count, I feel like, like they skipped like seventeen ish around there. Like totally, I was, like, yeah. Seventeen. Oh no, no, I don't see seventeen hitting the board. Okay, now seventeen. Yeah. Um, it was it was not the best. Um, the announcers weren't. The announcers were trash because Albert Pujols steps up and he goes. 
and his first one, like so many others, is out of here, and, and it so wasn't. is his second. And neither of his he first two zero. went out. And he literally said that they he put up two in his first two swings, and he put up none in like the first thirty seconds. Yeah, the announcers were bad, and I also didn't like the like the video format of how it was like half screen was the swing, and the other half was like the ball tracker. Yeah, like, I just like the casual, like full screen, show me every swing full screen, and then track the ball with one camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wonder or if that's like because the pitches are so like follow the ball, right? And apparently, ESPN two had like a stat cast uh, broadcast that was going on. I didn't tune into that, but that no, sounds neither. like I should have cool. though. Yeah, because maybe you would like have like a ball, like a tracker, like a like a golf that's shot chaser they, type. Yeah, deal. why do they not have that? Like, I feel like it's super easy to do. Golf does it on like every fucking yeah. swing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they got to get better. Um. But it was fun, dude. Julio Rodriguez put on a show, hit 81 dingers and lost. Yeah, dude, he dude, ran out of gas. Something. Ran out of gas in the last round. Yeah, it was tough, dude. <clears throat> I mean, he still did well. Like, 18 home runs, That's only it's only two minutes in the final. Like, Yeah, that's, that's true. pretty fucking solid. He'll be there again. I think he's going to do it again. Yeah, he'll I'm do just... it next year in Seattle. Like where he Oh, plays. facts. Yeah, I forgot the next uh, All-Star game was in Seattle. I'm just glad Pete didn't win. You think win, Pete's dude. gonna do it next year? I think he does, but I just like I'm so overseeing him like act like it's his fucking World Series. He takes it so serious. He takes it so serious, dude, and nobody else does. That's the thing. Like they're all there just to put on a show and have a good time. And he's like, I'm winning this year. I got my fucking thing. You know what I mean? Dude, it's the home run derby. It's not the fucking World Series. Like, relax. Seemed like meditating in the room before where he was like eyes closed and everything. It's like, bro. Bro. Nobody, nobody's taking this serious. Relax. Bro. Let him take <coughs> it serious, dude. He wants to. I mean, yeah, but you just look like a dick. Like, who cares? I guess. I agree to an extent. Right? It's the home run derby, dude. It's not like that serious. No, it's not. Um, I don't know if we'll do it, though. I, I don't know. Next year. I feel like he's just the type of person to be like, uh, like I, I want, I want to be like the champion of that again, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I could see that. His pitcher sucked. So did Schwarber. His pitcher, yeah. All the old guys that pitch suck, dude. They take like they all do like a wind, a wind up, up. A full ass wind up, yeah. And you had um, Julio Julio's Rodriguez, his boy, throwing it. it to him, which was like it was all shoulder and elbow, and just putting him right in the same spot. Professional baseball player, dude. He knows what he's doing. Right. Like, you don't need these old heads. You just need one of your boys to just sling them in there for you, little meatballs where you want them, and but you can dunk fucking the other Pete's side guy, of the world. Pete's guy steps up, and he's like, I'm throwing you a 12-6 curve here. I hope you yeah. can get a hold of this one. Did you see Acuna? Like, there are people on Twitter saying Acuna's fucking uh, pitching guy was throwing sliders. They're like, yo, get this guy a minor league contract. This man's throwing <laughs> fucking 12-foot sliders. <laughs> I saw somebody's pitcher was throwing them cutters, and they were like all cutting away from him. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, you ever hear but... of a four seam? <laughs> or just throw it? Like, <laughs> yeah, throw, palm the ball and sling it in there. That'll be better. Did you uh, see the picture of John Carlos Stanton's home run last night, where it's like right when he's connecting with the ball, and like half the ball oh, is just like yeah, the ball's in, like, like indented in. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, that was dope. Um, that's an awesome shot. I think so cool for him too to win um, MVP like in his hometown. Yeah, being yeah. like 
oh yeah like i was like sitting in those stands like back in the day blah 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 like that home run that i hit probably i probably sat in a seat but in the seat that, that i went to in. before yeah that's fucking um, sweet yeah and just like him being mic'd up in the outfield like yeah like i sat in these seats in left field way more than i sat anywhere else in this ballpark and then now to be playing there in front of those fans that's dope the best part in about the all-star, the all-star game? game the single best part about it was the mic'd up content that we got dude like seeing uh the segment or the inning where Nestor was mic'd up and his catcher jose trevino behind the plate was also mic'd up and like hearing them like call pitches and just like talk to the broadcasters at the same time i was like dude this is like this is fucking awesome yeah, I wasn't awake for that part. Um, but I actually didn't like when that much when Alex Manoa was mic'd up. Because he, he was, like, he into the game. Good at it. Yeah, he wasn't very no, good No, he was, at like, it. into the game. He was trying to fucking pitch. Like, he was trying to do his thing. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, pitchers got to, like, be way more into it. And, like, it's hard, you can, it's hard to have two conversations at once. Right. But fucking Nestor did it, and he threw a scoreless inning. And Manoa did it, and he gave up a bomb. What the fuck? So- yeah, I feel like you just got to find the right person like to that's like comfortable enough to like not be like so serious about shit in a situation like that. But, yeah, like, that's true. You could never do that stuff in like a regular season game or you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. Whatever, I made a little bit of money on the All-Star game. Yeah, your little parlay there hit nicely. Yeah, it was a AL money line under eight and a half total runs parlay. And then I also put money on under seven and a half total runs. Um, oh, but nice. then I put money on a tie in the first inning, and that obviously did not happen. Two nothing NL at the end of the first. I feel like the uh, old tie in the first inning baseball bet is usually all reliable too. I so I wanted to do a no run first inning, right? So I was like, okay, let me look at like under zero and a half runs was like minus one fifty four. Correct score of zero zero was minus one sixty. And a tie was minus 150. It's like, all right, I'm going to take the tie. I didn't put some money yeah. on that. Because um, that one had the best odds. But no, it didn't happen. Should have taken over zero and a half runs in the first inning, I guess. Oh, well. That usually doesn't happen in baseball games either, though. So, Nah. I like the no-run first inning bet. Yeah, me too. I always try and sneak one of those into a parlay if I'm making one. Just because yeah. it's like... It's usually like it's usually like around the minus one twenty, one fifty odds. Yep, yep. But sometimes it, it's it, like minus one ten. Yeah, not too bad. Nah. Um. But let's see. Uh, apparently, like an expansion to thirty-two MLB teams is like in the coming. Really? Yeah. Um. Some like legit MLB dude I saw tweeted about it. That's interesting. Uh, I yes. wonder where the teams are going to be. I have no clue. I just like a bunch of the comments and shit. Like one of the more popular ones was Nashville. That was thrown around. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, Bro, give the Carolinas a team. What the fuck? Yeah. The Carolinas would be cool. I think Vegas probably gets a team. Just yeah, because they're bound to just have a team in all four major. Right, right. You know what I mean? And they have football and hockey now. So like put a baseball team out there. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens with the divisions, though. What do you mean? Like, are they just going to, like, have one division in each conference that has an extra team? Or are they going to, like, completely shake it up? Because you could do four divisions of four, like, 
Oh, um, that's true. Like, what team, what division is going to get those teams? Right. Or do they switch it up and they do four divisions of four, like the NFL? You know, like an East, West, North, and South in every conference. Or oh, that's do it be like so the, weird. Or do it like the NBA, where you have two of eight, I think is what they do. Yeah. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Right. That's going to be weird. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, The so like the fucking – if the Carolinas got a team, it's going to be probably – like doesn't matter NL or AL, but it's going to be an East because there's no – I mean, unless they do like a could North be, and a unless South. Unless they added a South. Yeah, that's true. That could be the South. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I feel like and baseball's like, been shaken up a lot like with stuff like that recently. Yeah. And then like do you think that the Pirates would be NL – like eat like north, right? Because like the like maybe the Steelers are like AFC North, so AFC maybe they'd north. be like the North, and it would be like them and like Cincinnati. You know what I mean? The Cubs, yeah, that makes like the that. most sense. Just copy like the NFL schemes with teams, but and then or would it be like <coughs> the Pirates, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Nationals would be like the NFC North or the NFC East. Or NL, sorry. NL, you know East. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like the only problem with that would be like, I mean, New York's kind of north. It's like the northeast. Yeah, but those but are the most northeast teams, teams in the NL, right? Because then it's just That's the true. Yanks and and Boston, and those are both AL. So well, and, obviously and, be... and Toronto. Oh yeah, and Toronto, but they're also AL. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. It's gonna be. It's all gonna depend on where the teams are like located. I think. Yeah. I don't know though. Interesting. I don't think it happens anytime soon. Apparently, the uh, commissioner said that the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's got to do something about their stadiums before they bring in new new teams. Yeah. So I guess yeah, new stadiums or like massively renovate and upgrade their current stadiums. I don't know. I don't think I think that's already out of the picture for both of those teams. I think Oakland's going to probably end up in Vegas, and I think Tampa Bay is going to end up relocating somewhere. Um, which I mean, I don't know where like they could locate like relocate into a stadium that's already built because building a whole new stadium somewhere just sounds like a lot. Like that's just basically adding a new team at that point. I don't know. I just know that St. Petersburg and the Trop, where where the Rays play, is a lost cause. Like coming from a Yankees fan who watches every Yankees game, there, like, dude, they're pulling in. I, like the A's right now are pulling in like three thousand fans a game in like a, I don't know, forty five, fifty thousand fucking stadium. Like, it's, yeah, that's it's ridiculous, dude. And the Rays are in the same boat. Like, apparently, I've never been to the Trop, but apparently, like, getting there is super hard and it's just like super out of the way and. Also, the Rays are, like, the Rays are not a very, like, high-marketed team. They're not, you know, they're one of the poorest teams in MLB, or cheapest, I should say. But, I don't know. Fucking way she goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um... And then we got the Jeter doc, dude. First episode of the Jeter doc doc. Dude, I'm fucking hyped to talk about this. Um, I thought it was really good, um, first episode... I thought I didn't I didn't realize that like Jeter was like a through and through Yankees fan like his entire upbringing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's crazy. Um dope parents um obviously like instilled some really good vir- virtues in their kids. 
and just like the kind of like criticism they received about like telling like like Derek Jeter to have like realistic goals like like come on he's not going to the MLB like your kids got to be yeah, realistic yeah. and they were like that's whack yeah, um, like, and just the fact about? that they were like nah he's gonna go to the MLB whatever like that's what he wants to do so he's gonna put his mind to so like that's 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 all um and then he became an absolute stud and um it's really cool that you see like I mean, obviously now looking back on it, it was easy for it's easy for him to be like, oh yeah, like you know, I struggled like mentally. I was like, I didn't enjoy my first couple seasons. Crying I wasn't every good. day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but it's also crazy. His so his second spring training, where he gets drafted, he goes to spring training, he has his first season, and then he's back for a second spring training, and he's getting interviewed, and he's like, yeah, I. I didn't have I didn't enjoy last year. It wasn't good. I wasn't having fun. Like it was a struggle. Like I was homesick. Like just to be like so young and like say that to reporters like on video. I like bold just to be that open about like how you felt last year and not just be like I, you make up an answer like yeah like it wasn't my best season. Like it was definitely a down year, but like it was all right. Blah blah blah. But just to be like so candid about like how he like he was homesick and stuff. I was I homesick, that was, like, yeah. Really interesting. Um, as like such a young player and like a high pick and like a high pedigree and stuff like that. Dude, and I also the fact that it's like a documentary about Jeter and like his life, but it's also like more so about like the Yankees in that time too, like the state of the Yankees. Like when George yeah. Steinbrenner, um, he gets suspended for like two years and has to give up the team to Gene Simmons, or yeah, Gene Simmons. Gene, Gene Michael, Gene Michael, but um, and then he kind of like has a different view of how to get talent in the MLB. Like George would be the guy to go out and just get the superstars, like pay for it. I don't yeah. care whatever. Gene Michael would be like homegrown farm system. This guy's got talent. We're gonna bring up through our system. So he like instilled that aspect of the Yankees, which brought us Jeter, Pettit, Posada, Mariano Rivera. Like he knew to sign him, and that's like yeah. the four core of like the whole Yankees dynasty. And it's yeah. like. I loved how the first episode showed everything up to that point because the ver- the start of the very next season in 96 is like the start of the Yankees dynasty. And it's just like, they go on an absolute fucking tear that like baseball history has never seen before. So I'm yeah. like excited. I'm excited for the, the episode that comes out tomorrow, but I, I just thought it was cool. Like how they showed Don Mattingly getting into the 1995 uh, ALDS getting into the postseason for the first time, even though, this was his first time play. even though he's been like the superstar of the team for the longest time and he never got to the the playoffs and when they brought in David Cohn and like they showed the series between the Yankees and the Mariners where it was like 14 15 inning games like just crazy just like baseball energy in the 90s and yeah. I saw all that and I was like it gave me chills I was like this is fucking awesome and Jeter's first game was in Seattle as well yeah, and his second game was his first game went over five. His second game was in Seattle, and he gets a hit, and his first major league hit. And you can hear like the announcer, he's like, you know, Jeter and A Rod are going to be like a battle of like the best shortstops in the AL for years to come. And it's like crazy how then they ended up like becoming teammates. You know, A Rod moves over to third, and and it's yep. like that for however long. Yeah, dude. And there's a uh, in the preview that I watched like before this aired. There's a whole like bit or like a whole part of an episode. I don't know which episode it is about like their relationship and the tension that they had and like bringing in A Rod to the Yankees and how A Rod's when he was first like 
looking to be moved from Seattle or Texas. I think it was Texas. Um, yeah, it was Texas because he started on Seattle. How yeah. he pretty much had a contract with the Red Sox, and like the night he was supposed to sign it, like something happened, and then he came to the Yankees, and how A Rod was like, "I'm not gonna try and play shortstop. Like I'm happy moving to third. Like I knew who you were before I came here. Blah blah blah." And just like the relationship they had, and it was so cool to see, like, because they have A Rod like in the documentary talking about it and Jeter, so they get like both sides of like the perspectives. Yeah. Um, so I'm like excited to see about that. But my all time favorite part of that episode the first one was like him getting the call of him getting drafted and like his dad being there and like hugging him and that like his mom realizing it was the yankees he was like it's the yankees it's the new york yankees like that's your dream team like blah blah blah. yeah and i was sitting there watching it like pretty much crying dude just being like bro that has got to be the best feeling of all time like that being your dream like it coming to fruition, like right there with your family being around you and like your dad being super proud of you and all that. Like that's got to be a crazy feeling, dude. The bull fucking manifested it. That shit yeah, works. Yeah, he literally manifested his entire career. That's the craziest part about it. Dude, if you just like dedicate yourself to something, you, you make it happen. Outwork yeah. every other motherfucker out there and be the best, whatever that is, be the best. Yeah, I just really like the way that, like, dude, I knew I was going to like it because obviously I'm super biased. Like, this man is literally my my life's hero. But, yeah. like, I just like the way it was produced and, like, put together and showed parts and, like, you know, like, of everything. And it wasn't just, like, oh, yeah, I was five-time World Series champion, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're getting a lot of information and a lot of, like, unseen footage before where I'm, yeah, like, like oh, dude, this into is like, crazy. Like, everything. Some of, like the background and like what was going on, like the circumstances that like kind of shaped the future of his career. Right. Right. It's fucking awesome to see. Um, was it worth like, what were you happy that I made you watch it? Um, first of all, you don't make me do anything. I do. I know, but I was like, I was like, I'm going to be very pushy about this because it was really good. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. (laughs) We watched it today during lunch. I was like, all right, I got to watch, get this doc in. So I watched it today while I ate lunch. I thought it was really good. Um, big, like, last dance vibes. But that's the same guy that yeah, produced it. Yeah, I figured it would be, like, I haven't seen the Brady doc, but I imagine it's similar. Same. Yep. Very, very similar. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. He's a yeah. legend, dude. He's probably – I also just think that his run, like, from start to finish with the Yankees, like the entire face of that franchise for, you know, almost 20 years, 20 years, 20 years yeah. on the dot. Yeah. Um, wild dude, just to have like that kind of a run. Yeah. With the fucking best team in baseball, like the best franchise in baseball. And not only that, like it's, he grew up saying like, I'm going to be the shortstop for the New York for Yankees. The Yankees. And then yeah. dude, so the cool part when he was getting drafted, like he was projected to go like first overall, he yeah. fell into the Yankees lap, dude. When the part they were like, yeah. dude, the Yankees draft room just erupted. Like, yeah, that was cool. They as said fuck. he was supposed to go either one or five. One, one um, through five. Yeah. And then, he, and then he didn't go either. Went to go take a shit. And then the Yankees <laughs> called. <laughs> <laughs> went to go take a shit. Dude, and then when he got the call to the majors, he thought he was getting traded. Yeah, traded. Could you imagine yeah. that's yeah. crazy too. Because his name was swirling around in the trade rumors, and he got a call from coach early, early one day. He gets called up to the majors. 
Yep. Wow. That's wild. Crazy story, man. Um. So this past weekend we had uh, the Open, also you know known as the British Open, but OG is just the Open. The Open. Um. Right. 150th, 150th edition of the Open. Um. It was at St. Andrew's old course. It's fucking legendary. That course is bizarre. There's no yeah. trees. Everywhere is like fairway or fescue. That's it. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's, it's wild, dude. This course is wild. I would like to get around in there. It looks so hard, but it looks so open, and I'm always in the trees. So, like, if I got no trees, bro, no you trees. You got to find your ball, though. That's the, part, that's the hard part. Never going to do that. <laughs> um legit never gonna find my ball there it's way too open um and like the greens were massive massive yeah. massive um it's but, like oh hell yeah i hit the green but you have like a 60 foot putt <laughs> yeah i mean rory put one from 84 feet he put it within fucking three inches yeah i saw that that was crazy um cam smith finally breaks through gets his first major win he shot a minus 20, which is the best score ever at a major. I think somebody else had minus 20 once, but it was like an overtime birdie. Wait, at any major? Not just the open? Yeah, any major. Minus 20 That's is the best ever. crazy. Um, He shot 67, 64, 73, and a 64. I think he's the first time somebody's ever had two rounds of 64 or better in this in the same major. Dude, for as long as golf has been around, that's actually crazy. Like, if you're breaking a golf record nowadays, it's crazy because they've been around yeah. for so fucking long. Yeah. That's wild. Um, Good for him, man. And, like, especially after shooting a 73 and kind of, and like, being kind of, like, not, like, out of it, but he was, like, four or five or six shots out of the lead starting the day. Yeah, yeah. And then he just went crazy, dude. Because Rory, Rory was up there for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, Rory was up top, and I think he was up top to lead the day. Um, so speaking of Rory, this man, he's been so good this year, right? Every time I'm like, dude, he's so good. He's right there. He's right there. And four majors this year, right? All four majors in 2022 have already occurred. He has beat or tied 97.5% of players that he's gone against out of like the field. He's beaten 97.5% of everybody. He hasn't won a single one. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, hey, I, I mean, hey, people. he's still making bread, though. Like, that's still because, you know, he's still making that yeah. money. But that's yeah. crazy. Only 10 people have um, had a better score than him at a major this year. And he's lost everyone. Yeah. Wow. Hey, he, I mean, if do if you believe in being due, you know, Rory's due. Yeah, he's knocking he's on the fucking, fucking doorstep. Due. He's due. He goes the LIV. He get fucking paid crazy money. Like you can't even win it here. Go to the LIV. Get paid super money. <laughs> we'll pay you win, win or lose. What are your thoughts on the LIV? Are you for or against it? Do whatever you want, bro. Yeah, I, in the um, end, I don't really care. No, nah, I don't give a shit. Um, I think it's whack that the PGA is like, like people are getting Being kicked so out of the Ryder Cup it. now and shit like that. And like the Ryder Cup, who gives a fuck, dude? Just let them fucking yeah. play. They can. They, you know, I guess you need like a certain number of like qualifying matches because that's a team, not a solo. Um, but it's like, dude, they can still get like the number of matches that they need in. Uh, that's my whole thing, dude. Is like, 
if you can still play the same number of matches as a regular like PGA Tour player would in a year, but also add on by playing in this LIV bullshit, and it's not affecting like you not being at PGA Tour events at all, like what's the problem? I don't get it. I don't know. I would I would just dip on the PGA for LIV, but whatever. I would just Is chase it, the money. I mean, I would too, but also like I I also see the other side of like being like loyal to the PGA cuz they're like the reason you have the platform you have. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's if fair. you're like if you're like t- like a legend like Tiger Woods or some shit, like, you know, top 10 golfer of all time, like I see why you would just be like, "Fuck it, I've done what I can do." Like well, there's no point That's me going to the LIV now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish that DJ would stay in the PGA, but like he doesn't give a fuck, dude. No, he's, he's like, worried. I'm going to go fucking do this LIV shit. I'm going to get paid so much fucking money, and I'm just going to fuck off with my sexy wife. Yeah. Young Gretzky. And that's exactly what I would do if I was in his position. Yeah. But like, I also see... Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think differently of you if you don't like you get that off and you turn you know what I mean like yeah no I agree um in the Premier League Arsenal get Zinchenko from Man City for 32 million pounds um he signed a four year contract with Arsenal I don't like that sale from City you big um, Zinchenko guy. Not big, but like he's young and he's solid and he gets forward well. Yeah. Um. And like you know, our, our defense isn't all that in a bag of chips. I know we're trying to get this Cucurella bull, who I guess is pretty good, but like apparently us and whoever we're trying to buy him from, I think Brighton are like pretty far off on value a for number, transfer yeah. fee. Um. So it's like, and now what we're selling Zinchenko, we don't even have his replacement locked up yet. Shambles. You've, I mean, preseason starts like. In a, like a week or two, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it should be coming up pretty soon. I think some teams are already fucking playing. Yeah, like their preseason tours or whatever that they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's really all we have there. Union another dub, two one win against Inter Miami. Um, thirteen games left in the season. We're currently up one on um, NYCFC for first, but they have a game in hand. So if they get a dub, um, they'll jump us by two points. Um, Kai Wagner, he's got 10 assists. That's second most in the MLS. Somebody else has 11. So like he's like trailing by much. And he's the first union defender to ever register double-digit assists in a season. Damn. Yeah, he's All left right, back. He's shit. nice. That's yeah. fire. Um, but that's really all I got on the union too. Um, well, just to touch on MLS in general, did you see uh, Gareth Bale like made his his debut? Gareth Bale did make his debut. A couple cheeky touches to start as well, dude. I so a funny story about that. I cop on Instagram whenever that happened. I think it was like yesterday or Sunday or whenever, and I see that and I see Gareth Bale like the caption is just like Gareth Bale makes his debut and does this. And it was him, and I'm expecting like a crazy goal or something. And it's just like his back heel pass that he had, and it's like a six second clip. And I was like, "What the fuck? That's it?" So I like went in the comments to see what other people were saying, and everyone was just like, "You didn't have to post this. Like, this is highlight worthy. Like, what the fuck?" I was like, "Yeah, bro, what? I thought the same thing." 
But um, he's gonna he's gonna tear up the MLS, dude. You can already tell. He comes in and he's doing back heel passes like in his debut. He doesn't give a fuck. No. Um he's gonna be great, dude. He's he's another interesting dude. Um just because he's like He's always been like, all right, I'm nice at soccer, but like I'm not like super dedicated to it. Like he's like golfing in the off golfing, season, chilling. Yeah. Like, but he's like also like I'm gonna hit this 18, 20 yard bicycle kick in the Champions League final. Like, right. He's also <laughs> like I'm gonna fuck around and be like a top twenty player in the world, like maybe top ten. Like, would casual. you rank? Would you rank Gareth Bale as the top twenty footballer of all time? All time. All time. Top twenty though, not like top ten. I don't know. I'd have to think about it a lot because like top look twenty is out pretty. Look far. at his resume, dude. His resume is insane. His resume is one. insane. And not only does he have like the trophies on his resume, he has like you could go the to like specific plays that, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a very good resume. And he's like signature. Like when Gareth Bale was Gareth Bale, he was like signature. Like. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this free kick like Gareth Bale. Like Yeah. There was a time where he I don't was know. like top, top twenty five all time is good. There was. And that's why Real Madrid bought him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. And he's also like stuck. he balls out for Wales too. Like he's a whole different player yeah. when he's playing for yeah. Wales. Yeah. I don't know though. Top twenty is pretty high. There's a lot of good soccer players. There he's are a lot of good soccer players. But probably I mean, top thirty. Yeah, I I would say definitely top thirty, but I think he may be in the conversation for top twenty just based off of yeah. his resume. Yeah, top think thirty. About how I mean, many players have like, that top twenty five? Top twenty is like now it gets a little tougher. But yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, but also, dude, it was it's like I could rattle off top five like in five seconds just because there's so many great footballers. I know it's so hard though. Like Messi and Ronaldo are one and two for everybody. Yeah. And then you could go like people would go like Pele or like Ronaldinho or fucking uh, Maradona. And those are just like the guy. That's five right there. Yep. Iniesta. Iniesta, Chavi. Ramos. Ramos. Uh, I think Ramos is Puyol. the greatest defender of all time. He he's might got be. the he's got the resume and the stats too. Lua. Look at look at all the goals he's he's scored as a defender. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, Luca Marcelo. Well, yeah, Marcelo, dude. I'm sure there's a bunch of old heads we're missing. Yeah, hella old heads that we're missing. Van Nistelrooy, Thierry Henry, David Beckham, Wayne Rooney. And putting Zlatan. Gareth Wayne Rooney's Laton, putting putting Bale's name in there, like it sat like I feel like he deserves that, but it just doesn't sound right. Yeah. That's he doesn't gets... give off top twenty vibes. No. Not good vibes. Top thirty though, give him that. <laughs> yeah. Um, hit up a little fantasy action. Couple questions here off the top. Where are your favorite and least favorite places to draft? Like positions, not locations. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say least favorite is probably 1 or 12. I, yeah, hate, I hate being on the turn, dude. Me too. Because it's like I make my – no matter what I have, like I make a pick. Like if I have the first overall pick, like I feel like I I'm not another. getting 
I feel like I know because you got to wait for snake draft to go all the way down and all the way back before you like get your second pick. And all yeah. of, like the value you're getting at one one is not going to be worth getting like two middle guys at like five or six. That's how I think of it. Yeah. So my favorite. I don't like is, to be in the middle though. I like I don't want to be like five six seven eight. I don't like that either. I see. That's I like being middle because if I'm like towards the back end or the front end, I don't have to think about like who's coming back to me immediately. You know what I mean? Like I can be like, all right, I'm either going wide receiver or running back. These are my two guys that I like. I might pick these guys, but like they're probably not going to be there. So this is the best pick for me at this at this point in the draft. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? But when it gets to I the like, later rounds, I can kind of bounce around and like, you know, roll the dice on some guys like earlier, just wait to yeah. pick somebody. I think I like nine and four are my favorite. Like either side of the turn, I feel like I can get good value, but like, you know, then it's like, okay, I only got three, three people like before my next turn. Right. Like on, right. The, on the short turn. So, so like you kind of know who's going to be guessing who's going to come back to me is a lot easier. Oh, I still yeah. get too far. Get it's that. like if I'm at a five or a six or if I'm at six or seven, right. Then it's like, I have, I've half the board. There's going to be ways. 10 picks gone by the time right. it's back to me. So, yeah. right. And that's just a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I just feel like I, I'm like more like secure about taking a pick than I would be like, if I had that, yeah. pick. So I'd just be like, can I just wait and get this guy? Or is he going to come back to me? Like, there's only three picks until my next pick or four picks until my next pick. Can I like play the game and kind of like hope this guy doesn't go and take him? But like, if I'm at five or six, I'm just like taking this guy because he's here. He gives me the best value. And it's like the smarter pick for me right now. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, we text about this a little bit, but um, do you prefer the PPR one point per reception or just a half point per reception? Cause we're in a couple leagues of both. Most of our redrafts yep. are full PPR and yep. most of our dynasties are half PPR. Yeah. I, I mean, I told you this, but I strongly dislike half PPR for like the, not even like a smart reason. It's strictly because I feel like in half PPR, I just see like the lesser points and I feel like my guys didn't have as good of a day, but they did. It's just in different ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're more accustomed to a full PPR. And I've been playing PPR my entire life. Like right. even before we started playing in college, like it was just always standard. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just more accustomed to that. But so I do understand like, half PPR and like why it's played. I think that comes into play in the bias though, because now it's like, okay, like my Colts, like our like Orchids League has always been like our premier league. And that's always been a full PPR. So now yep. like that's kind of what I use as the standard. And now it's like, and yeah. then it's like, I guess like, you know, the half PPR is whatever the industry standard, but like, why do we got to be what the industry's doing? We can do something like our own shit. But the thing with half PPR that I like is that I strongly value running backs at a premium because just because like there are less running Running backs backs. that will give you a good week. Right. right. You can find diamonds in the rough a little bit lower in wide Wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, but like once you get out of like the top 30 and running backs, like you're really struggling to find somebody. And even then, like, what are they even giving you? So that's just comes down to like the amount of like touches, like a backup or third string running back gets compared to like, dude, yeah. a fucking guy third on the depth chart for the slot receiver or just a, a go and go out right guy is going to catch yep. one ball for 90 yards and a touchdown like every occasion. So it's like easier to yep. snag those guys where you can just plug and play and pray over 
a second or third string running back that's going to get you more than six points because you know what I mean. He doesn't fucking touches. see the field. Right. Or when he does, it's for pass protection on third down. Yeah. Facts. Um. But yeah, so I so I kind of we don't do a lot of half PPR, right? But like if we did, then it's like. I already have like kind of valued running backs at a premium and now they're worth a little bit more. And maybe like if other people don't think about it as much, then they're not valuing valuing running backs as high as I am. I don't know. Maybe it comes back to hurt me sometimes too, but I don't know. I mean, dude, if you want to get into it, like the trade that I just made, it was, I traded Najee Harris for, yeah. um, And fucking Deshaun Watson for Joe Burrow, Calvin Ridley and James Connor. Yeah. So it was like, Um, I don't know. I just like the James Conner to me is like I'm not. I'm getting more out of like my receiver position now because I don't have any. I already had Zeke, and James Conner is going to be an RB one. But like Najee's going to give you value for a long time because he's so young. But I'm also getting Joe Burrow, and I have Russ. So like Russ is going to be on his way out, and I just locked up Joe Burrow, who's a young fucking gunslinging stud. That's true too. So. But James Conner being 27 versus Najee being a young bull that. Like is the only thing that worries me. Like you don't know what Calvin Ridley is going to be like when he comes back. Um, yeah, is he even going to be with the Falcons? Like they just I, I London. Hope, I too. hope not, though. That's the thing. He's only yeah, twenty-seven, he, I think. So I still have. You'd almost room prefer for like, him to be elsewhere. Twenty-seven, and he pretty much is going to have two years off to just like rest his body and train and get in shape. That's what I'm saying, and like I'm getting that value. Like it was either that or like I would get like a wide receiver who's going to maybe give me like an average like a wide receiver 30 season like once you know what i mean and he offered could have swapped me... like Najee for cd yeah but i didn't want to do that like i wanted to get running back value back for Najee and also add to my wide receiving core that was already kind of thin depending on like what the, my young guys do and then yeah. on top of that i'm getting out of the deshaun watson is probably going to get suspended for a year and i'll have joe burrow to plug when russ is you know hurt not playing well and i can just start him as like my next guy yeah. on my team Apparently, um, Watson said that if he gets suspended for a year, he's suing the league. Yeah, I saw that. Which, I mean, makes sense because, like, they literally said before the case even started, we want we want him to get suspended for indefinitely, but at least for a year. Like, if yeah. you say that off the jump and then it happens, bro. Yeah. Right. Suspicious. Um, but I just think that it's tough because, like, Zeke is on his last few years. James Connors on his last few years. So like you only have, Dude, we have Zeke like a short is only window. Tw- Zeke is only twenty six. It just feels like he's been on like a downward. I, I know. I decline. it does, but like he like obviously it's different for running backs than pretty much any other position because they take the most damage to their bodies. But like yeah. Dude, if Zeke like has a down year and like the Cowboys decide to move on from him or whatever, like I could see him coming back and being like a sturdy guy for like another three years somewhere. Like he's gonna if he stays healthy, like he's gonna be a low end RB two, but he's a guy that I can plug and play. And then also like in the next draft or two, maybe draft early and get like the stud running back of that guy. You know what I mean? Like losing Najee to me wasn't that big of a deal because I know. I have opportunity with James Conner and Zeke for at least the next two years. And by then I can just draft somebody. That's true. Then draft somebody. And then also like you got Calvin Ridley back. Calvin Ridley back. Joe Burrow. The window for when your pieces, like when Ridley's back and you have to hope that Zeke and James Conner are still around for a couple more years. The James Conner one, I think is a little bit more risky. Yeah, for sure. 
I think last um, year kind of definitely like me having him definitely made me feel a lot better about James Conner than like yeah. most people. But I mean, I watched I, him play all last year and he was like not the same James Conner of years past. So I was like, yeah. and now, now he's got the number one spot locked up, dude. He just signed a three-year contract. Like, I think, he'll, I think he'll be good for this year and probably next year, barring injury. But after that, he's going to be – he's 27 now. So next year he'll be 28, and then he'll be 29. And Listen, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to put my team – this is how I am with CCU Dynasty. So I had the first overall pick because I was shit last year. Like my team was terrible last year. So I was like, all right, I want to – my way to attack this is I want to rebuild but still be competitive. Like – I want to add some pieces that are going to make me competitive now so that I might have a chance at like a championship this year. But like, also I want to kind of be secure about, you know, not just having like everybody that's good now. still have some younger guys. So I took Najee in the first round, like when we started the league and I don't know, last year, like he was like, he's Najee Harris. He's got a good offensive line and he's a great runner, but like you're losing Ben Roethlisberger who half of his points last year came from dump offs in the screen because Ben couldn't run and they don't really have a quarterback situation. I mean, Kenny Pickett might be good, but like, it's not like, you know, Joe Burrow to Cincinnati. Good. So I don't know. I just like, I'm kind of staying away from the Steelers offense a little bit, but regardless, Najee is going to give you the value and he's only 24. So yeah, I thought it was like an even trade on both sides, even though I was taking a risk with, Calvin Ridley and James Conner, but Joe Burrow, dude, he's going to be like my, the centerpiece of my quarterback position for years. He's only 25. Next, if we're in this league for 10 years, like I still have Joe Burrow when he's 35. I'm just looking at our, our draft um, for our, our other dynasty league. And you got the number two pick and I got the number three pick. You want my number two for a quarterback? Your number two for a quarterback? Who Who, are my quarterbacks? Who's your quarterback in that league? They probably stink. I have Mac Jones and Ryan Tannehill, dude. I have Matt Ryan and Sam Darnold for sale. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good on both of those guys. I'll roll the dice on Mac Jones, dude. I'm good. I have those two, and I have Justin Herbert, but you're not getting him in the yeah. Superflex Dynasty. Yeah, I didn't think so. I think I actually remember looking at your team to see who your quarterbacks were, and I was like, he's not giving me Herbert. I don't want those other two facts. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my team's not very good here, but, like, it could be. I need an, I need a, a another quarterback for the Superflex. But look at my starting lineup right now. Justin Herbert, and then... Let's say I put AJ Dillon in the flex, right? James yeah. Conner and Javonta Williams, my starting running backs. CD Lamb, Cortland Sutton, my starting wide receivers. Goddard, my tight end. And then in the flex, I could go Claypool and AJ Dillon. Um, I also have J.K. Dobbins, Alvin Kamara, Allen Robinson, who might be nice with the Rams, Hunter Renfro. Um, and then Dude, your team is kind of stacked, honestly. Cole Komet. As like a backup tight end, as long as well as Dan Arnold, I don't think he's going to be shit. Um, and Tyler Higby, um, who's like okay. But then in my super flex right now, I have Matt Ryan. So like, probably I, we'll see. I think Matt Ryan might have potential to be nice in Indy. 
I mean, yeah, he's not, he's still Matt Ryan. He's in a new system, but like, I still think he's gonna be good. But honestly, dude, like, if that's your hole in your super flex, like, you've got you've got a good player just, in every spot of your team right now. Kamara yeah. on the bench. Like, like, if I had everyone that's like in my lineup is solid, and then I have Kamara, J.K. Dobbins if he comes back healthy, and then Hunter Renfro, maybe Allen Robinson. So like, obviously, any of those could replace that super flex as well. I was fu- I was starting fucking tight end there sometimes last year. You want to give me a wide receiver? For what? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. I'd rather give you like James Conner for your number two overall. My see, my running back situation isn't bad though. I have uh, Jonathan Taylor and Elijah Mitchell. And Miles Sanders. Yeah, so I like Jonathan receivers, Taylor. I don't, my I don't really like those other great. two. I have Amari, Devonta Smith, and Tyreek. Um, Who knows? I think uh, I think a lot of the guys I have on my team, like I'll be able to tell if they're going to be solid after this season. Yeah. Like I got Valdez Scantling on the bench, Miles Gaskin. Uh, Kyle Pitts is supposed to be a stud. He's just in a terrible offense. Elijah Mitchell could be good. I, tra- I think I traded him for like Zach Ertz or some shit like that. So you should trade me your number two pick for James Conner because Elijah Mitchell's not that good. And the San Fran backfield is fucking terrifying. I I wouldn't be opposed to that honestly, dude. But this is the thing. Like I want I want ex- like my ideal draft is just to get Brees Hall in this draft, but he's probably going number one. You if think I had to so? Guess. Yeah. If I had to guess, I don't know. Who has the number one pick? Uh, The new kid. Title chaser? I guess so. Let's, let's see what his team's looking like. He has Cam Akers and Najee Harris. And who else? Derek Gore, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Kashawn Vaughn. Those are all his running backs. But he's also got Juju, Jamar. His team's not bad. But, uh, dude, he's got Deshaun Watson and Tua as his uh, – and Justin Fields as his quarterbacks. That's not bad. No. Justin uh, – he's got – I mean, it doesn't make – it doesn't matter. But he's got Deshaun Watson in his lineup, but – yeah, Justin Fields, uh, DJ Chark, McCole Hardman, David Njoku, who could be a stud, Logan Thomas. He actually sent me a trade the other day, and it was like, oh, where was it? Let's see. Oh, yeah, it was Logan Thomas and his 108 for my 102. And I was like, I'm good on that, dude. Yeah, that's whack. Yeah, I don't know. I need to. I need to focus more on Foot Clan. My uh, all my focus is on CCU Dynasty and Orchids, pretty much. Um. Yeah, I put most of my time in Orchids. I really don't pay enough attention to my Dynasty team, honestly. Um. I don't know. Maybe I should. Redraft is just fun because you don't have to like consider like all of the stuff you have to with dynasty like you can just have a new team every year and like try out different ways to win you know what i mean exactly um 
And it's funny because like I draft in so many different ways, and sometimes I hate it. Like sometimes, like like in one of my leagues last year, because I'm in a bunch in one of my redrafts, like I took Travis Kelsey in the first at like the ten or eleven pick, and like the rest of my team kind of suffered. And I'm like, I really wish I didn't do that. Yeah. But sometimes I don't want to do the same thing in every league, dude. And when I draft, exactly when I drafted in Foot Clan and CCU, like at the time, I like kind of had a game plan of how I was drafting, and now it's just like, oh, why did I do this? Like, this is such a smarter way to do things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just have different views on how to like run a fantasy football team. Yeah. So it's like, I uh, can't go back on that. I can't adjust next year and next year's draft. I know. I know. Like, I spent way too high on AJ Brown. I picked yeah. him at the one hundred and two in our startup last year. I don't know. I just he thought, could, dude, you know, he's he, so young, like, had so much potential. Was like, he was good. He had like two or three, like, great years, was still so young with so much potential. It's like, all right, fuck, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could, that could have been, that could have been with me and Najee, too. Like, who knows? He, what if he comes out this yeah. year and is just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, sent you suck. an invite for a mock draft. So let's do that. All right. I'm going to join it and go pee real quick. All right, make it snappy. We I can will. tell the people that what we're about to get into. Um, I'll randomize our, our spots as well. All right. Um, so we're going to have a little fun here. Do a super flex draft. So our rosters will consist of one quarterback, one running back, one ride. One, all right, what am I even saying? One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, one regular flex, which is wide receiver, running back, tight end, and then one super flex, which is quarterback, wide receiver, running back, or tight end. Um, and then we've got five bench spots. Um, I'm going to change that to four, and then that'll give us an even 12 rounds. Um, we're doing a full PPR here because, like Johnny said, fuck half PPR, you're not a fan. Um. So yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see where we're gonna draft, Johnny Son. We'll see where you're gonna draft first. I'm back. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Hey Siri, why don't you give me a number between one and twelve? Johnny's drafting from the sixth spot. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm giving Siri, you guys can you a little do that insider. Again? Can I not do that? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, there's nothing to repeat. Oh, shut up, bitch. Give me a random number between 1 and 12. <laughs> 8. You want to do that? I can do 8. Give me a, a random number between 1 and 12. Alright, I got 5. I don't want to do 5. Do you want me to draft near you or it away says, from you? It says you're 1-4 on me. Yeah, that's because that's my draft spot. Oh. um, Draft near me. Let's make it interesting. All right, I will take the 10. All right. I like um, it. So let's fucking get into it then. Start her up, eh? So we go JT, Justin Jefferson, CMC, Najee, Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler at the first seven, and now we got Skirtbag on the clock. Wow. I was not expecting Justin Jefferson to go 1-2. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I got some good options here, dude. Let's look at running back. We've got pretty much Dalvin Cook to Nick Chubb. Um, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm going to go with a funky attack at this draft. I'm going to go wide receiver and Jamar Chase. I haven't okay. taken him in any of my drafts before, so why not? Jamar Chase, and then it's Dalvin Cook. Um, 
which is a little bit upsetting. I would have loved to have Dalvin Cook at the 110. Um, yeah, it's good value. That would have been absolutely sublime. Um, I'm really, I think, torn here between Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift. I think they're both going to be great mm-hmm. this year. I think maybe in a PPR, I like DeAndre Swift a little bit more. Um, I don't know if any, either of them come back to me. I'd love to get Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs, and I don't think either of them are going to come back to me as well. But fuck it. Tried and true method. I'm taking the running back. I'm going DeAndre Swift here at the 110. It's a good pick. He's like the entire Lions offense if he stays healthy. Ooh. So then it goes Joe Mixon, Mark Andrews to finish out the first round. Stephon Diggs, and then Travis Kelsey. So I could go Devontae Adams here. I could. That's what I'm going to do. You have the option. Um, I like to go running back, running back, but like I'm just not getting the value but here that I want. But did you Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I could have went Dalvin Cook at the 110 and then DeAndre Swift fell to me here, I would have done that without a doubt. doesn't matter who's on the board. I would have done that. Um, but I just – I mean, Nick Chubb's okay. Um, I like Aaron Jones. It's a little high for him. So I'm just going to go with the running – with the wide receiver, snag Devontae Adams. DeAndre Swift and Devontae Adams. That's a good start to your fucking draft. Not bad. And then it goes Nick and then, Chubb, and it's back to me, dude. I got some with, options here. With Jamar Chase. So – I think I want to go running back here just to get like high end value in that position for at least one of my running back spots. Yep. Um, not really sold on Camaro with his, and I think he's going to get suspended, right? Or has he already? Impeding, yeah. Impeding suspension. Not sold on him. Not really sold on Saquon either, just because of injury and it's the Giants. I mean, Saquon's going to be, I think, probably a top twelve running back if he stays healthy. But I don't know, dude. Unless they turn things around, I just don't see like anything with that offense going forward. Um, and Aaron Jones, I think is going to be a huge part piece of that green Bay offense, especially yeah, me with Devontae too. leaving. So I'm going to go Aaron Jones. I think that's a great pick there. And then the first quarterback, Josh Allen off the board, CD Tyree kill, Javonta Williams, Saquon Debo and Alvin Kamara round out the second round. And then it's Mahomes, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, James Connor, Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, T Higgins, and back to skirt bag, back to the sun. Do we want to get a high-end quarterback here since it is a super flex? Um, I think so, and I think there's a clear pick for me. I don't know if I'm just high off this guy today because I traded for him, but I'm going to get the Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow stack. Um, yeah, you're high. I think, the, I think the ceiling there is pretty fucking high. So Kyle Pitts goes next, and I'm really torn here because like, I would love to go Zeke here as my RB2. But I would also like yeah. to get a good quarterback. So that's kind of there where are I'm there are some solid fucking options at quarterback now, especially with it being a super flex dude. I wanted to make sure I was on the end of I'm gonna have I know. one really I solid really guy. Get and then... Justin Herbs. Yeah, he's always a good pick, fantasy. Um I don't think Zeke's gonna fall to me, especially team twelve has no running backs. Um but it's a super flex, so I'm taking Mr. Herbs. I think he's a stud. I think he's due a for a pick. crazy season. That would have been my pick. 
Scary Terry and then Zeke and Brees Hall. Those are probably my two favorite on the board. And then Deontay Johnson, and it's back to me. And I just don't like this running back landscape. Um, I mean, looking at wide receiver, there are some good options here that I do really like. So I'm probably going to take one of them. I don't know, though, dude. It's so hard, honestly. Like, what, I'm not going to say anything, but I think there's a clear one pick for me right now. I like Jalen Waddle. I like Pittman. I like Cortland Sutton. Um, I like David Montgomery a lot. That's kind of where I'm falling, but I don't know if okay. I like David Montgomery enough. I'm. I'm. Uh, are you even looking at George Kittle right now, or no? Nah. No. Nah. Not. I paid up too high for Justin Herbert. And with it being a super flex, that's true. It just yeah, that's true. Further devalues the tight end position for me. Right. Um, I'm just scared of like running backs going too thin. So I'm taking David Montgomery. I probably would have taken him or Cam Akers. Yep. Yeah, Montgomery and Cam Akers go off the board. So now it's back to Johnny Son. He's got a quarterback, a running back, and a wide out on the roster. If Cam so Akers far. fell to me, I was going to take him. That was going to be my pick. Um, there is a there is a guy here that I, I'm very intrigued by, and that's Travis Etienne. I think, you know, what if he comes out his rookie season, get to play last year because he got hurt towards Achilles. Yeah. But what if he comes out this year and is just on some bullshit and balls out? Like Could James Rob James Rob or he didn't tear his Achilles. James Robinson did, right? Or did they both tear their Achilles? One was an ACL, I thought. I think I think Etienne, Etienne was, was an ACL. ACL. Yeah. And I think Robinson was the Achilles, but end of seasons, like he's not gonna be ready even close to ready. Right. And Etienne, dude, like an Achilles, from what I've been told, um, is easier to come back to than a torn you mean Achilles. ACL is. Yeah, 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 yeah. An ACL is easier to come back from than an uh Achilles, but I want to take Etienne. There's not really any value, like I feel like under him that's gonna give me. I mean, Josh Jacobs is solid, but he's he gets hurt easily. J.K. Dobbins, you don't really know, and then it kind of just falls off there. So you know what? I'm gonna go back to wide receiver, and I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle, dude. Yeah, that's an I exciting think pick. I think he's an exciting guy. With Tyreek there, is gonna give him a lot of space to produce. And if two is on his shit, then Jalen Waddle will be on his shit. All right, so after Jalen Waddle goes Kittle, Waller, Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, DK Metcalf, your boy Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, and then Lamar, Michael Pittman, Jerry Judy, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, and Kyler Murray. I was kind of hoping I'd be able to get the Mike Williams stack with Herbert. Um, Yeah, I was thinking that for you. But it is what it is. Um, so I think I'm going to go back to the running position, running back position here, dude. It's kind of tough because a lot of these guys kind of have question marks next to their name. Um, except for once it gets to like the backups, but I'm going to take Clyde. I think Clyde kind of has like the option to have value. Like he's he's a solid guy. As he stays healthy, he's going to get a lot of touches in the backfield. You know, I think he's a solid running back for the chiefs. And like, even though they brought in Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones is not the receiving back. Like, it's PPR league. Um, right. 
So after Clyde, I think Clyde's a solid pick. After Clyde, yeah. it's DJ Moore, and then to me, which this is beautiful, um, Cortland Sutton just falling to me at the back of the fifth as my RB2. I love Cortland Sutton this year. I think he's going to be 1A for Russ in Denver, so I'll go there. Cortland yep. Sutton to pair with Devontae Adams. And then it's Elijah Mitchell, Hollywood Brown, Michael Thomas, and Allen Robinson. I would have loved to get Hollywood Allen Robinson. back here in the sixth. Uh, I think Allen Robinson might be a stud this year, dude. If he, he fell to me, I would have considered too. to take him. Yeah. Um. So right now, I kind of want to go like almost with a Jalen Hurts and just get a second quarterback and just have two studs. I was thinking that. I was literally like looking at it right now. I'm on the quarterback tab. <laughs> like, look yeah, at there. but I think I'm gonna lock up my first flex position in a full PPR and take a. Uh, undoubted stud who's a stud every single year and always gets slept on and that's Brandon Cooks. Like he's gonna put up great numbers and that's gonna be the end of it. And dude, he has no competition on that Houston team. No. So yeah, he's gonna be a solid play this year for sure. After Brandon Um, Cooks goes Amari Cooper. And it's back to skirt back. He's gonna take back back to me. Uh, I'm looking at it, dude. I got options. I got Jalen Hurts, Russ. I really like Russ this year. Um, he's got a solid offense in front of him, like, and he's Russell Wilson. Like, if they ta- yeah. if they like tailor that offense to his play style, I think he's going to be back to old Russ. And yeah, I think the va- I think the value there is especially in a super flex now. So I think I'm going to take Russ. Do it up, Russ, AJ Dillon, Damian Harris, Miles Sanders, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, D Hop. Kareem Hunt early, Thielen, Drake London, Dalton Schultz, Juju, Jalen Hurts, Cordero Patterson, Kenneth Walker. Now we're back to the skirt bag. Now it's back to me. Um, I'm going to scope out the tight end position just because I haven't filled that yet. Um, There might be better value at the wide receiver, honestly. Um, I like a lot of guys left at wide receiver at this point. Devonta Smith I kind of like. Hunter Renfro I like. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, there's not much in the running back position. Any of these guys I take in the running back now, I could get the other guy on the turn when it comes back to me. So I think I'm going to go over to the the wide receiver position, dude. And I think I'm going to take Hunter Renfro. I like Renfro, dude. I think he's going to be good this year. Dude, it's, he's behind Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase. Like I'll I'll happily put him in the flex like any week. Yeah, um, and then Rashad Bateman goes after him, and you know I would love to not take a quarterback here, but I think I'm going to have to just because looking at Team the Eleven and off. Team Twelve both don't have quarterbacks, so like yeah. get me a second stud, and that second stud is going to be Dak Prescott. I think he's due for a big year. Apparently, he's healthier. He's going to run more. You know, he's faster. I'm going to have Justin Herbert as my starting QB. I'm going to have Dak Prescott as in my super flex. I think that's they're both going to give me you know twenty plus a, 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 week, a week, right? Yep. I think Dak with his rushing baseline, even if he has a bad week, he's still going to put twenty five. And Justin Herbert probably same deal is going to put twenty five because he's just going to be lighting it up through the air. Dak has just always been a solid fantasy option too. Like if he's your starting quarterback in a non super flex league, like you should be happy about that. Yeah, like he's not one to worry about where he's like you know he's no like Sam Darnold or some shit. Nope. So it goes Dak. 
and then Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and then Brady Rogers. So that's what was my fear was that if I didn't take Dak, one of these two teams was going to take him. Was going to take him, right? Um. So I kind of want to go tight end here, like fill out my starting lineup, but then at the same time, I also kind of want to get a running back, but I think I might be able to wait on one. Yeah, um, that's that's where I'm at right now with running backs too. But then I look at the wide receiver position. I'm like, wow, that's pretty great too. Um, I actually am going to take my first backup wide receiver, and I'm taking Gabe Davis. It's not a bad pick. And then after Gabe Davis goes Matthew Stafford, and, and we got Johnny Song. And back I, on the, I'm back taking on the my clock. tight end here. I'm going to take Dallas Goddard because I think he's like kind of the one. He's like the last of the tier of tight ends yeah. that's going to give you a little bit more value than the next few. I'm going to take Goddard. I like that. After Goddard goes his teammate, Devonta Smith, Trey Lance, Elijah Moore, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Tony Pollard, Tyler Lockett, Chris Olave, Zach Ertz, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, Chase Edmonds, Brandon Ayuk, Rashad Penny. Dude, fucking killing me here, guys. I was um, like, I wanted fucking at my next pick, I wanted Knox, Edmonds, Penny, or Ertz. Nah, all gone. See ya. What do I want to be ya? Uh, <laughs> my guy fell to me, and I'm going to take him. That's Melvin Gordon. Um, I yep, think he's that would have been the next RB3. one. The next running back yeah. I would have taken would have been Melvin Gordon. <laughs> because now, after that, it's looking a little rough here, dude. Yeah, he was the last one before it gets real thin. Um, So, let's see. Let's look at tight end. kind of think that I want to wait for a tight end. But, like... Yeah, I'll wait. Fuck it. I'm good to wait because everyone's so shit now. Like, I mean, there's yeah, there's only four picks after you until you're back. Uh, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna take a wide receiver here. I think um, there's two names here that I like that are kind of at the top of this ADP list, and okay, I, I think I think I know one of them. I think I'm going to go. I haven't done this a lot this year, but as somebody who's been growing on me, is. Yeah, I'll do it. Christian Kirk. Okay. Um, All right. I think he's going to be good this year. I think he's got. He was like. He's a slot receiver. Um, Doug Peterson's slot receivers have always excelled. They gave him the fucking bag. I think Doug Peterson's great. I don't think you can judge Trevor Lawrence off of last year with fucking. No. No shot. Myers. I'm the, yeah, I'm the same way. Um, so I think Christian Kirk could potentially have like a big breakout season. Who like right, that, before you before you take your next pick, who was your other wide receiver that you were like the one of the one of the somebody who I'm thinking about taking right now, even though I don't necessarily want to take a wide receiver. Yeah. Um because I've only got three picks left and I still need a tight end. Um and another running back. Um, but it was Russell Gage. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I'm kind of high on him. Um, there's a lot of guys on here that I like though, but I'm gonna go running back here just to kind of try to get my final guy, and I'm gonna take Ramondre Stevenson. He's someone that I'm kind of targeting in most of my mock drafts. Like I draft, I I mock for orchids most of the time. Yeah. I like to try to get, 
you know, three good solid running backs and then draft like a late one if I need to. Um, and is the number two behind Damian Harris, right? Yeah, and he got a lot of work last year. He had some good games too. Um, so I think he does have some potential to be good, like even if Damian Harris is good. Right. Um, but like students, some of my drafts, I'm taking like my first three rounds, I'm taking running backs. Yeah, I made the mistake of double drafting or like going early on wide receivers, like too early and not having a good running game last year. So I've yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely paid more attention to that. Um, I like to go two running backs because I think I can still get an elite receiver. But like for orchids, dude, when I'm drafting, you know, mocking out of the four, it's like I'll take a running back, I'll take a running back, and then I think the value is there at running back more than a wide receiver. Facts. So I'm like sometimes it just makes sense for me to take a third running back and then. I feel like I can still build out a good wide receiver core after that. Right. But I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to take Ramondre here. That's a good pick. Russell and Gage then goes, goes Russell next. Gage. My next guy. I'm dude. I'm pretty high on Alan Lazard this year. Yeah. He's With got him, I'm, to be... dude. I just locked up Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard. He's probably going to be their one number one receiver and their number one running back. Yep. Definitely going to be their number one. Very happy out. with that in the 10th round, bro. Yeah. I'm a little bit upset here, but it's after Lazard goes Kadarius Tony, Pat Fryermuth, Michael Carter, Isaiah Spiller, Tyler Boyd, Tua, James Robinson, Sky Moore, Cole Komet, Jameson Williams, Michael Gallup, Deshaun Watson, Ronald Jones, and Damian Pierce. It's crazy how far Watson has dropped in a super flex with this, uh, what do you call it, case and the suspension coming. Yeah. Yeah, eleventh round in a super flex. That's crazy. What? Like, yeah, is. dude. Like, I feel like that has no effect. Like the suspensions and like the news on players has no effect in mocks, which kind of sucks because you're not getting like a super accurate mock. But like at this point in the draft, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Facts. Um, but there is a guy here that I'm gonna take like pretty clearly, and it's Alexander Madison. I think if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, Madison's yeah. gonna, just gonna be thrown right into that same role. So, like, that value in the 11th round, the second-to-last round of the draft, I'm happy with. Um, so, after Madison goes another tight end. Um, so, I should probably pick one of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Options aren't terrible. No. So, there's two names here that I like, and those are Hunter Henry and Irv Smith. Um. You know, there's no really kind of stack that I can do. I mean, I got uh, Ramondre Stevenson's, like him and Hunter Henry, I guess, like a whack fucking stack, whack stack. Whack stack. Um, But no, I can't do any quarterback stacks. Um, I also don't hate David Njoku. So, like, if I punted this position, I'm going to do that. Because if I end up with any of these three guys, I'll be fine. They're all the same. We're going to be getting a new fucking tight end on the waiver wires every week. That's the way it's just going to be for me in this league. Right. And I'm okay with that. Because there's only, like, a handful of tight ends that are going to be good for you every week. For the most right. part, most tight ends are going to bust most weeks. And that's why they go in the first and second and third rounds, dude, because right. after that, you're not going to get the value week in and week out from that position. just doesn't happen. So now I'm going to go wide receiver, and, I mean, he's the top guy here in ADP, so like maybe I'm just being like whack, but I'm taking MVS. Um, he can be the one, the number one wide receiver there. Why, is yeah. it, why does it have to be Juju? Even though Juju has had great seasons before. So, like, you would, you know, if anybody's going to have a great season, you'd expect to be the one that does it before. But new system, no chemistry, like, 
there's just right. as good of a chance that MVS is running crisp routes, getting open, and being Mahomes. Honestly, number two, because Kelsey's going to be the one. And MVS has been in the shadow of, like, the Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, yep. like, orgy for so long, dude. Like, you don't really know his full potential because he just yep. hasn't had the opportunity. So after MVS goes Jarvis, Hunter Henry, Naheem Hines, and uh, Tyler Algier. So I'm pretty much looking at Irv Smith and David Njoku. And I think we're going to go with Irv because Njoku has potential for a breakout. But if it comes, it's going to come at the second half of the season when he has Watson. Right, right. Um, so I'll take Irv Smith at least, you know, to start the season. He'll probably get off to a better start. Um, and then we'll see what happens from there. Don't hate it. Um, all right, and then it goes Rondale Moore, and it's back to me. And this is just going to be a prayer and a hope. I mean, I like this guy, and I know you like him too. Kind of stacking him a little bit with, I, yeah, Russ. I'm going to go Tim Patrick just as yeah. some sort of insurance. You never know. Last round of the draft, who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, so finish up here in this super flex. I've got my two starting quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott at running back. I've got DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery. My wideouts are De- Devontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks in my flex, and then Irv Smith as my tight end. My bench is Gabe Davis, Christian Kirk, Ramondre Stevenson, and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Old Skirtbag's got Burrow and Russ Unlimited Wilson as his starting quarterbacks. Aaron Jones and Clyde Edwards Alaire starting at running back. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle starting at wide receiver with Hunter Renfro in his flex and Dallas Goddard as his starting tight end. And he's got Melvin Gordon, Al Mazard, Alexander Madison, and Tim Patrick rounding out his bench. Not too bad. I enjoyed that draft. The super flex was kind of fun. Yeah, I usually hate to go quarterback early. The super flex always gets me. Um, it's tough. It's just so different. Yeah, it really is a different way. Are we in any super super flex leagues this year? Other we should than like do our a super. We dynasty? should make our league a super flex. Orchids? No. Uh, random random roommates? roommates. That would be fire. I'd be about that because I don't have any redraft super, f- super flex. Yeah, me neither. That would I be think cool. I have two. I think two two of our dynasty leagues are super. Flex. One of mine is I'm only in Foot Clan. That's the only. Unless we actually, I don't know. I started a, a. I did a startup this year. I don't think you did it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but that league is a super flex, dude. So Jake and I were talking about fantasy football the other day at the bar, and we were like, "How?" Because I think we were all sitting there like doing a mock draft, like a bunch of nerds, like in a literally in a circle at the bar doing a mock draft together, and we're like. How cool would it be if you could do mock drafts and then it would like simulate a season with your players and you could see like the results and stuff? Well, you kind of can. How? On sleeper? Yeah, yeah. Um Uh yeah, like we just finished up this draft and I could literally hit convert to league and it would convert our teams to a league. Oh, so you'd have to wait until like the games are played and shit. Yeah. Oh, see, we're talking about like simulated of, season. Yeah, based off of like their ADP and like how they're projected to play. You know, yeah. Take injuries yeah. out of the equation because that's random, so you wouldn't have to do that. You'd be like, if there were no injuries, this is how your team would rank, like based off of our projections. 
That would be kind of yeah. Cool. That would be pretty dope. Right? Underdog kind of does that. Right? They give you like a projection a on where you're going to finish yeah. after your draft. Yeah. Mine always look like shit. Same. I'll get like the first. I'll get like projected. To I win think the, Clay the draft left that I'll draft lose. that he invited us to. By the way, so I did too. You left it. I already paid for it. No, you didn't pay for it until the draft starts. Oh. You can go well, in there and leave too. Because I went in I there and I saw only three people, and I was like, Clay's not even in here anymore. Oh, there's only two out of six now. Yeah, because I left too. So now it's just you and Mayo. How the fuck do I leave? Oh, leave draft. Do that one. This could be the one. Yeah, good leave. Oh, bet. Now I can have $10 to bet on the Yankees game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear it. Uh, All right, Nuggets, enjoy your weekend. Hope you had a good time with us. Hit us up if you yeah. want to join our Superflex, newly newly created Superflex Fantasy League. No, we still got to fill some spots for random roommates, don't we? Yeah, that's our Superflex League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's newly created, but like not really. We don't have any spots filled for for that league. We should, yeah. We'll throw it in the group chat and throw it on our Twitter and see who wants in. Yeah. Let's Gotta get Dion in mad. one of these motherfuckers. We can see if he wants to do it. All right. Bet. Not against it? Definitely not against it. All right, y'all. Have a good weekend. Smooches. Smooches.